0: MLB is hiring. Is this an opportunity to dress up your Roblox avatar? Now screws back. Recruiting ish.
1: Web 3. 3. World class podcast. Let's get it. Let's go. The topics of discussion you cannot get from another. Opportunities in Web 3. We got you covered. Meta intro. Been dope. Gotta thank you for the love and support that you give it. Keep it coming up at Jazz interviews with the crews, making moves, less us see, it's a brand new world of NFTs, join in recruiting Dish podcast, yes please, join in recruiting Dish podcast, yes please. We are
0: recording. So, welcome to the very first episode of recruiting Itch, season one, episode one. This is very exciting. It is. So, um, I'm Lacey um, uh, which most people online know me by, and we have...
1: I'm Alex C. Um, notably on LinkedIn Crypto Carter or I'm now announcing Twitter Satoshi CPA. So I'm coming out of stealth on the Twitter, letting people know.
0: Is it now not really stealth now that we know?
1: It's not, but I you know, I guess I don't know. I've had it for so long and I just like engage anonymously. But I guess now with this, you know, I need need to let that out of the back. So yeah. go ahead and give me a follow.
0: Well, we're excited to dive in, so uh, let's get started. So today we're gonna to be covering three headlines within the recruiting industry within Web3 that, have, that has caught our eye, made big splashes uh, in terms of being on crypto news. And uh, I guess Alex, you wanna start with the first one?
1: Yeah, so I mean, MLB is hiring. A licensing man, licensing manager for digital games, NFT and the metaverse. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, this also comes off
0: of MLB did something was so rare. That's how you pronounce it, right? So rare. So? Um, a few times, I remember seeing the collection drop. Uh, maybe in late summer or. Like around that time, but that was also off the cusp of uh, the MLS doing something. Like all of the teams are moving into the Web three space. Like I think at this point, you can't be a professional team uh, without having a Web three division, right?
1: Everybody's moving. I um, don't. I mean, do you think you think it's like a cash grab, or you think people are actually focused on like the utility and the community aspects of like actually? building some of these things
0: i mean market pressure
1: Please <laughs> a little bit of that um, <laughs> i mean i don't know it's like you hear about it you're like that sounds cool right but like what are you gonna do is it tickets yeah. is it memorabilia you know is yeah it, is this just you know jpegs like what what is it is this an opportunity
0: to dress up your roblox avatar <laughs> These are real questions. Will I be able to go into Decentraland and uh, or Roblox does the parties right and do? Like- uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to Sandbox. A- yeah, I went to um a Roblox Vans World once, and that was pretty cool. Huh? That was in probably- the metaverse. In
1: the metaverse,
0: that's probably so one just- of
1: the things I've done. I just picture, like, an entire MLB stadium with, like, the MetaQuest headsets on, and, like, they're okay. not even watching the game. They're just, like, in the metaverse when they could be, like, watching in real life. Like, well, a dystopian world.
0: I mean, your avatar wants to play baseball, too, so...
1: I mean, the biggest, <laughs> the funniest thing with this, like, we'll put this up, but if yeah. you look at where they're posting for this to find somebody, ZipRecruiter, Glassdoor, and Indeed. Oh no, way! Yeah, so I, I just like, I don't know. I feel like if you're truly into NFTs and the metaverse, you're not implying on Indeed. Like, I don't know if that is where you're going to find that person.
0: I didn't even know. be wrong. It
1: was around, so. Oops. I don't know. <laughs> and it's also, I mean, like, they're looking for someone with like five to seven years of experience in licensing for like professional sports teams and NFTs. And it's like, I don't know if that's even been around. For seven years, for someone (laughs) who has that experience. They're looking for Satoshi at this point. Like, that's the requirement to be,
0: to have on your resume.
1: I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure they're going to find somebody, right? Like, a legacy name like the MLB. That's like a dream job if you're, like, a sports fan and a crypto nerd. Like, this is totally what you should be doing. It is a good job. Um,
0: I'm trying to think who else I've seen lately in the sports world that's hiring for a web three position. MLB was the latest Um, draft Kings. I mean, that's adjacent Um, and they have a whole web three division that they've been hiring for and not technical positions all non-technical. So maybe they're approaching non-technical first to help them figure out what technical positions to hire for.
1: I would love to see that conversation with their executive team. Like we're getting into the metaverse and everybody's like, what the hell are you talking (laughs) about? Like, we still do sports cards sometimes, you know, yeah. like w- w- the metaverse. Oh
0: my gosh. Well, excited to see who they hire for that.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure this will be a, uh, a notable hire they pick from somewhere good. So yeah. if you're searching, go apply. That's your yep. dream job. Now's your chance.
0: So speaking of notable hires, the next headline that we saw, Napster's back.
1: <laughs> I, I thought Napster was... Fucking dead yeah like yeah where have they been for the past i don't know 10 20 years
0: they've been hibernating
1: apparently i didn't know like people still used napster for anything at this point
0: well napster so napster is coming back as like an nft marketplace right i'm not quite sure
1: sounds like it i mean it, i think they're focusing on kind of like the entertainment and music aspect of nfts and entertainment so i mean they hired a pretty good guy right like the guy from roadblocks he's coming in as the ceo you know the gaming division in this seemed pretty close so yeah yeah i don't know what do you i mean what do you think you think napster is going to make a comeback like you know myspace 2.0 or gosh I, I feel
0: like i see gen z rolling their eyes right now they're like wait what's napster
1: <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> i, I remember
0: that. my mom talking about napster i Napster was, like, just right before me. I was on Limewire, which also just made a comeback.
1: Everybody's making a comeback. Again, I guess, I don't know, they found the right VC to give them, you know, a bunch of millions of dollars to try this out. And I don't know, maybe they have a good shot, right? Like, there might be a community of people that used it that might still have some loyalty.
0: Yeah. Or Sean Parker's funding it himself.
1: Could be either one. Oh, that's right! Oh my God, I just—I think back to—oh uh, my God, what's that guy's name? Justin Timberlake in the social oh, yeah.
0: network. So,
1: good. so such a, such a great classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, because I know
0: uh, Airtime, which is his new venture, which is a social network, has made moves into the web three space. So, but they're not—I don't know if they're tied together anymore.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they had a huge falling out. I mean. I don't know. I remember he went broke or something or he lost all his shares and then made it back or something like that. It was like a storied story story for him.
0: Yeah. We'll have to dig into the physical newspapers back in
1: 2008.
0: (laughs) Does that even exist online anymore? Who knows? Uh,
1: Who knows? For real. Who knows? Right. So
0: into the next story of speaking about who knows – um, former Celsius exec joins J.P. Morgan as a director of crypto regulatory policy. Um, this was interesting because you sent me this headline right after I just had read, I think it was Coindesk, put out an article that said, you know, the SEC, er, the U.S. government's looking into what the ethics should be, of this like revolving door of U.S. policymakers making their way into crypto. And within that article, they said that they were estimated that like 200 lawmakers or, you know, people out there in the government have made that transition, which is a big number. I mean, given that it's crypto, so like is the U.S. government in a way running the crypto industry?
1: You hear these conspiracy theories, right? I mean, like this is the same thing that's gone on in like Wall Street and banking for 100 years. It's like, you know, you do the route You go back and forth you wonder how much you know influence you can bring as you get to either one of those places and like for crypto especially like you see these moves and you're like all right like what where do you draw the line like is there a conflict of interest Mm -hmm. what are they pushing you know on either side so yeah this this one especially because of where he came from in celsius Mm -hmm. going to jp morgan of all places I don't know. What do you think Jamie Dimon approved of this? You think he signed off on this offer letter or there,
0: There's no way because isn't Jamie Dimon like famously known for being anti-crypto? I
1: like mean, this is said, a weird weird merge. I mean, I, he's on record like in a Senate hearing saying that it's a Ponzi scheme and that it's, you know, going to wreck people's lives or whatever. I mean, like he has demonized crypto and wow. also said you know, J.P. Morgan would never, you know, touch it or whatever. But they are like they're yeah. hiring people, they're building out products. So it yeah. ma- it really makes you think, right? It's like, does he not have any influence, or is he just yeah. maybe, you know, trying to slow people down while they're building yeah. it in stealth?
0: Who knows? And you know, I feel like J.P. Morgan has been building out at least their blockchain arm for a few years. Like this isn't new, but maybe titling it crypto is is what's becoming an issue
1: i think so i mean i know they've got a platform i think it's called onyx which is like a digital mm-hmm. trading platform probably institutional focused but i don't know to hire the guy from celsius yeah. I, I, it's like <laughs> i don't know how, you know <laughs> sure. it's like listen i know it was not one person that was responsible for the entire celsius debacle but yeah. If you're an executive, right, it really makes you question your decision-making and to come into a legacy organization like JP Morgan.
0: It it feels like someone skipped the reference check on this one.
1: Or maybe just had no idea what Celsius was. Like maybe JP Morgan execs were like, oh, I've heard about that. Maybe passing. But I don't know. It's another... Crazy move in hiring, especially in the executive teams. Like within the past three months, there's been moves out and in. And I don't know. Do they know something we don't know? Is something happening? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Well, those were our three headlines. Um, Really solid ones to start off with. But I think this first episode, we need to kind of clarify as to why we're here. Who are you? Why am I on a podcast with you? Um, I think... The worst question that you can ask in an interview, but unfortunately we have to ask it here is, so tell me
1: about yourself. Tell me about yourself. Listen, that's actually not, (laughs) it's not the worst question. The worst question is like, go around the room and tell me your favorite color and, you know, an interesting fact about yourself. Tell me about yourself a little bit. Let's start with that. An interesting (laughs) fact. I don't know. I got three dogs, you know, is that interesting? Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Probably not. But no, I mean, I, uh, I'm i a recruiter. I mean, broadly, I've done agency recruiting um, for a really every industry. I, funny enough, fell into recruiting and, you know, was recruiting for construction people to start. So huh. I like to say I started in construction and now I'm in crypto and I've kind of recruited for tech and non-tech in between. I've been recruiting in crypto now for actually it was a year last week. So most notably, previously with Coinbase, currently with a, a digital asset company um, as well that focuses on both crypto and traditional assets and retirement. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I met you, I think through LinkedIn, right? Yeah. So yeah. we kind of cold, cold connected and yeah. now we're on a podcast. So Here the power of the network. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, so for context, um, my name is Liseem, uh, co-founder of Minute and Show, which is a resume for Bugs 3. Um, and backgrounds in recruiting. Um, I'm a startup founder slash recruiter slash intern on some days. It depends who you ask. But um, with over like uh, the planning of the roadmap of launching uh, our product, somebody along the way said, we need a podcast. And it needs to be obviously recruiting, Web3, something focused, but let's make it a little bit more fun. Um, and this was... Somebody, somebody brought that up to me maybe a few weeks after we had initially connected. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put it into my back pocket. Other things happen We, you know, we have our roadmap, we have things we're working on. And then one day I called Alex and I was like, so hear me out. <laughs> and you could totally say no. You may hurt my feelings, but would you do a podcast with me?
1: <laughs> what, what she's fair. not saying is she already had everything booked and planned and I built. Did. Yeah. So I, I can only take credit for just saying yes. It yeah. was a lot of back end that you put into it to get this launched. So yeah. I jumped at it. I mean, again, I think as recruiters, there's like this weird stigma around recruiting and hiring where it's, you know, confidential, not some people don't know how to do it. I mean, people don't know how to leverage their networks or kind yeah. of sell themselves in interviews. So You know, who knows? Like, we'll talk to some recruiters, we'll talk about recruiting, hiring, what to do, what to not to do, and hopefully it'll, you know, help some people get into the space that may have been facing, you know, some roadblocks recently. Yeah, well, I'm excited
0: for this upcoming season, where we have some cool, exciting guests lined up, uh, both from native Web3 companies uh, that are actively hiring and uh, looking for their next Rockstar candidate. Um, and then we also have web two companies that are making the creation tran- or the company transition into web three and are hiring for their first like web three division. So it'll be interesting over the course of the season to ask the questions that, you know, job seekers forget to ask in their interviews, ask the weird questions, the, the funky questions that, um, recruiters never get asked. And I think that's important, especially when you're getting to know a company, um, and why not? The worst they can say is next question.
1: <laughs> I'm curious. I some recruiters, right? They're super open. Some might be a yeah. little closed. So we'll try to get some hot takes, and um, you know, see see what they uh, they say about some industry trends too. So speaking of hot takes,
0: um, we have some questions that we should answer here. Um, so somebody on our staff put together a list of. Fun questions that you know, Alex and I will answer right here, right now. Um, and it'll give you a taste of the questions that will be asked over the season. Um, and as you're listening to this, uh, you'll have an opportunity on our Discord to ask questions uh, that we'll ask in the podcast to the recruiters. Um, and also, because we are millennials, I think you're a millennial, right?
1: You don't have to come in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let the chat decide. How old do you yeah. think I am?
0: Yeah, he knows Napster. That's a clue. So,
1: <laughs> that's that's um, very true. That is,
0: yeah. So um, the other way is you'll be able to send in um, a voice voicemail. Uh, uh, is that the right? Is that how we should title it? Um, you VM,
1: voicemail? VMs and DMs, voicemails and direct messages. Shoot yeah. them to us. Ask us questions. If it's a voicemail, you know. Hopefully, you consent to letting us play it live so the recruiter can hear it, get some context. Yeah, and don't be scared. I mean, ask some tough questions, right? Like, we want to give some transparency to something that hasn't had it for a while.
0: All right. Transparency. Here we go. All right. So tell me, have you ever caught a candidate lying about their experience?
1: I have. So looking for solidity engineers, which is already like a crazy tough search, especially right now. Like there's a handful of people. So when you see a stellar resume as a recruiter, you're like immediately, let's get this person on a call. Got it scheduled, all communication through email. So thought everything was good. Hopped on, Zoom chat, you know, have my camera on. They start with it off and they're kind of talking and I'm like, you know, let's turn your camera on. Let's kind of chat. And you just see them in like this like cubicle right? And you're like, this looks a little bit weird. Like, I don't know why you would take this at work. And I don't think you have a cubicle at home. So like, where are you? Talk to them. They're like going through this, like, you know, reading of their background. And it's just so scripted. It's like every single word has been written and they're looking down and they're just reading the story about this, you know, Solidity developer. And then on top of that, like you can hear in the background, like other people doing interviews. And I'm like, there's no way like this guy is in like a room with other people, like trying to get these remote jobs and like you grilled him on anything. He would just like go to the next thing. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, tell me about a project in crypto you follow. What are you, you know, a part of a community? Oh, I do solidity. So, you know, Ethereum. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) So I finally, I was like, I don't think this is the right role and just like hung up. So I mean, like, hopefully it was fake. I mean, if you was it, like it was just a really bad interview and maybe that's on me, but yeah, I mean, you hear these stories about like fake developers that get these remote jobs and then they don't really work and they might, yeah. you know, have 10 jobs at once. So I'm guessing that's probably what it was. That's pretty bad.
0: I had a founder that I was speaking to, I think over the summer, and he was telling me about a similar experience of Hiring somebody um, that well, he was going through the interview process. This individual was a developer that was referred by an investor.
1: Oh no! Yeah. So they were like, "We had to talk to him."
0: Yeah, like you're 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 like, okay, I guess I don't even need to look at his resume. Like I need to, right? And they ended up hiring him, and he took whatever the first paycheck, second paycheck, and didn't do anything, and. and they ended up firing him because, like, he obviously colluded oh, no. before because he was he was scamming them. But that was definitely on the founder for not doing their diligence. Um, that that sucks.
1: Yeah, rock in a hard place, right? You're like, I thought I was doing something right for my investors, but now I'm also <laughs> out of pocket for this money, and I have to go back to market. I wonder if the investor ever uh, found out. And you go back and try to. I hope. I hope you he did, hope.
0: or if they did, yeah, because uh, I would hate for that investor to be circulating that job that <laughs> candidate.
1: Yeah, you wonder, right? Like, how many jobs did this guy like seal the deal on? Right? Like, he was working for twelve startups at once. Oh my gosh! Wow, scammers are getting good. That's that's a <laughs> <the path. laughs> well, remote too. It's like you know, with remote, anybody can hop on and read off a script, or like yeah. even you Know, like, I've interviewed and I've had a, my resume and the company website up, like, mm-hmm. it's taking a big chance, right? It's like really hard to vet if that person actually knows it or if they're kind of like acting almost, yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, so speaking
0: of being a recruiter, um, have you always wanted to be a recruiter?
1: Definitely not, definitely not. My <laughs> younger self, I don't know, I always think about that. I'm like, if my younger yeah. self saw me as a recruiter, like. I think they would not be proud, but they would have thought like Formula One race car driver, a baseball player, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio's best friend, (laughs) all of those things I could still do, but I just love recruiting so much that I choose not to, but I fell into it. I like got an internship in college and, you know, HR and recruiting was something that was always looking for people that had no experience and that were kind of hungry, so I, you know, I don't know. It was one of those things where you do it for a while and then, you know, it's got some ups and downs, but you get to talk to cool people all day and like find them jobs. You know, people come to you for advice, which is cool. And then on top of that, like as a recruiter, you learn how to interview and how to land cool places. So like you get to kind of put your work in action for yourself, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I just never thought of that, that As a recruiter, you're probably really good at interviewing.
1: It's the Spider-Man meme where it's like all the spider man pointing at each other. Like when a recruiter interviews a recruiter, they're like, don't ask me what I want. Tell me what the salary is. Like, come on, don't make me go through my resume. You've looked at it twice. Like, and you're not listening. Like, we we know all all the the bullshit that we try to cut past. So it is pretty funny when you have to do recruiter for recruiter hiring.
0: Okay, so if you were to give advice to somebody that's looking to be a recruiter, what would that advice be? You can give me like a top bullet well, point. You could say run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm a big fan of non-tech. I mean, I, I do tech um, or blended tech, which is like product or um, design sometimes mm-hmm. could be technical. Um, tech for me was just really dry. I mean, like, it's just, you know, what you know from coding languages sometimes the interviews aren't very conversational it's kind of Mm -hmm. you know just checking the boxes so like the non-tech side is a lot more fun and if you're conversational and kind of creative like non-tech's probably for you Mm -hmm. but i don't know i mean recruiters recruiter recruiting is a good way to get into a lot of places like if you start in recruiting you could get into hr or you could move into like programs and technology for hiring and Mm -hmm. you know systems and stuff like that. So it really gives you kind of the ground floor skills that you can take a lot of places. And I mean, I've met recruiters that started as recruiters and then they get into like real estate or, you know, these auxiliary stuff because you do learn how to talk to people and like connect with people and that's skill set that can apply anywhere. So I say, give it a shot. Like, you know, it's one of those things where they'll, they'll train you, they'll get you up to speed and like you'll learn a lot of good skills. And if not, you can get into something else pretty quick because you'll, you'll know how to do that.
0: But how do you become a recruiter for Web3? Because that's the types of questions you ask are probably a little bit different. What you're looking for might be a tiny bit different. The, the foundation of how you recruit is still the same. It's just what you're recruiting for is a little bit different.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny because like a web web three recruiter is just a web two recruiter that now likes crypto, right? Like it's not, it's still the space hasn't been around for that long for really people to get like super ingrained skill sets. But I think if you are a web two crypto, web two recruiter looking to get into crypto, like You got to find probably a larger organization. A startup's probably not for you because they're going to know more and it's going to be too fast. And it might be tough to get some of that exposure because the expectation is going to be so high in a small team startup. So you might set yourself up for not the best experience if you're not like crypto proficient in terms of like knowledge and language and talking through it. So, you know, maybe again, like an MLB, you know, shoot, if you are a fan of crypto, but you have sports experience, like do that role for a couple of years and then go to a startup or start your own and like do that way. Um, I think the other thing too is like, I've worked like the companies that I've worked at, there's crypto recruiters that don't know crypto and it gives it a little bit of a bad name, but you know, if you're recruiting for it, like believe in it, you know, if you're a crypto recruiter, use the products, try some stuff out, you know, doesn't have to be millions of dollars, but, you know, spend some time in the community and really learn what it's about because that'll help you connect with people and really vet them versus, you know, just checking resumes and hoping the titles and experience match. Yeah. So, a couple different ways, but I think, you know, now's a good time. There's a lot of companies looking for good talent and, you know, crypto is blowing up. So you heard it here first, crypto is blowing up. It's blowing up. Well, it's always blown up. It's either blowing up or it's blowing up and it's down. So yeah, mental well, health, yeah, very important. Side yeah. Of
0: well, um, I think I'm very excited. I am very excited for this season. I'm excited to chat with some recruiters, get to know recruiters outside of just the basic questions like, you know, tell us what you're looking for. Who are you hiring? You know, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, shed a different light on to recruiters in crypto.
1: I do have a hot take question for you. Oh, no. I'm going to throw you a on. Oh, No, on. So in preparation for this podcast, I was looking at some other podcasts that you've done and I did come across one where there might've been a quote. <gasps> I don't know it exactly, but it will be popped up on the screen or we'll be okay. live where you did mention that recruiters in web three may not be a mix or it may not be the future. I did say that. Uh, what do you, I'm what do you, uh, you've got the floor. Let's <laughs> let's see what you, what you really mean. Oh, no, you caught
0: me. Oh my God. Okay. So if you're a, if you run a recruitment agency in Web3 and you're listening to this podcast, do not leave hate comments.
1: Please. <laughs> We're just getting started. <laughs> I don't know. Any comment is a good comment. Make sure yeah. to subscribe to see yeah, what
0: happens yeah. next. Yeah, I guess. Um, so here's why I said that. And I think in the podcast, I meant more, uh, I don't think that there's a place for recruitment agencies in web three in terms of the traditional business model, where you take a salary cut or the company pays you. I was, I was talking to, I talk to recruitment agencies all the time in the web three space that are trying to like leverage our discord to find more candidates then take a cut of their salary, to then find the yep. job. I just think that the traditional way of taking part of a salary um, within Web3 just doesn't fit. Like we have all of this other technology that we can use to monetize, uh, the, monetize within the recruitment model. I don't know what that solution is, not a solution that I'm like here trying to figure out because I'm not running an agency, but I do mean, now there has to be another way to like to empower the community or empower your job seeker without saying, oh, but I'm going to take 20% of your salary. Um, so who's ever working on that different model, feel free. Drop your comments, drop your links below. I'm super interested to see like what that model looks like. Um, I did see uh, last, you know, i say on this is I did speak to a job seeker over the summer who, um, instead of going through a recruitment agency, they tokenized their career. Really? Them, um, I remember seeing it on his like portfolio page. He um, was selling NFT memberships to send him to East Denver.
1: What? But very clever. That's so clever.
0: And then he was tokenizing his career, meaning he was essentially sending kickbacks on his terms to anybody that referred him to a job, which would then be like in some way tied to this token. And like, that's cool. That's you know, super cool. Stuff like that. I just feel like we have this opportunity to change the way things are done, where everybody is rewarded, um, And... That's probably why I went on some sort of tangent on the podcast, like recruitment <laughs> Recruiters and agencies aren't welcome, anymore. or you know, won't we'll be here to stay.
1: That's yeah. That's to be fair. I wasn't talking down. It was just again, it's kind of a old school technology in a new school world. And I agree, yeah. right? It's like I worked on the agency side, and like when you see how much money is generated from you know, I most charged the company, but even still, mm-hmm. it's like that's a ton of money and. You don't really get that great of service on either side. Like, you know, there's great agencies, but there's a lot more bad agencies than good, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, like the Discord that you runs is a perfect example, right? Like even right now, they're referring people in there, in their network. They're connecting people, like people in Web3 are connected, right? There's no right now, like way to incentivize them monetarily. And people are doing it already, which is super cool. Like, yeah, that never happened in web two. Like, it's you know, it was impossible to get a job at Facebook back in the day, like, you couldn't do it. And now, you know, the web three company, it's like send them a message on Discord or find their Twitter, and like people are responding, which is nuts. Yeah, well, we're so, in a,
0: it's an exciting uh, way to find jobs and get hired. It is so well. I think today was a good episode. I think today was a good first-guy run on, you know, setting the tone for this upcoming season. Um, we'll be releasing podcasts um, every Monday. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode. But this was great. Any any last words for our first episode that's going down in the books?
1: Oh, I think you always got to close out with, you yeah, know, these opinions plan- are... These opinions are of my own not of any current or past uh, employer um, yeah. make sure of that um, and also you know never financial advice do your own research right We're gonna we're gonna make it right Yeah what? yeah all the all the buzzword <laughs> crypto terms. Good morning I guess good night. Yeah. wherever you. you are.
0: Well thank you for uh, tuning in and see you next week.